1: Here we go. Here we go. Here we go.
2: Here we go. This is it, me own. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson.
1: I'm Sam Delaney.
2: Slight pause there. Uh welcome Night. along to the Monday episode of Top Flight Time Machine. We're recording this on Sunday evening for the, for the archivists among you who keep track of these things, nerds. Uh we've just we just had a thrilling afternoon's football. Leicester mm. 3 Arsenal 0. Amazing. Burnley nil, Manchester City one, and uh, yep. Manchester United one, Chelsea one. Sorry if any of those were spoilers for Monday morning listeners who are holding back for watching the highlights. But you know, well, they do shit.
1: record match of the day two, and then say, <laughs> yeah. "Oh, I, I like an early night on a Sunday." <laughs> so what I do is, I, re- I tend to record match of the day two on the Sunday. Then on the Monday, I go to work. I listen to Top Light Time Machine on the way in. <laughs> Obviously. They're quite good. They're quite good with spoilers. They, they they tend to like keep things under wraps because they know
2: <laughs> very They're probably, spoiler probably, aware. They're very spoiler I aware.
1: I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if most people, the majority of people, mm. did it the way that I do. I.e., yes. I. they don't. They avoid football on Sunday because we all like an early yes. night. And I tend to have a bath, and then on uh, and then when I get in on a Monday night, I watch yes. match of the day too. Then yeah, and I catch never... up on the Sunday's football.
2: And it, it's never occurred to me that other people might have different sort of ways of doing things because I'm a self-entitled man-baby and I expect everyone to just do what I do and fall in with my way of thinking. So if if they if they do mention the results on the Monday morning show, I'll be very upset indeed.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. well if you're fucking Sunday night bath man or mm. woman
2: mm. Of
1: course. and you're listening to this and we've sport it for you, then you've got what's coming for you. You need to fucking take a long hard look at yourself and readdress the way that you live your life I never heard anything so stupid in my life watching Sunday's football on a Monday night Mm,
2: fucking arsehole that's not the kind of listener we want at all is it
1: get a fucking grip do you know what grow up mate
2: stop fucking listening if you subscribe to the Iron Filings thing unsubscribe now we don't want your fucking money you you fucking self-absorbed dick you prick (sighs) right these people make me sick
1: man they make (laughs) me sick
2: while we're talking football. Let's have a look at the prediction league. He probably fast yeah. forwards through this bit. Tit. Um, you were quite pleased with your your outcome this weekend because you correctly predicted um Tottenham 0 West Ham 1. Didn't
1: you? Nothing sweeter than that, mate. Nothing sweeter than Double your own whammy. team. Yeah. Your own team. It happened earlier in the season. I just mentioned it on on the show the other day, didn't I? When we beat Arsenal 1-0. I think that was what took me top of the table. We beat no. Arsenal 1 0 at the London Stadium. Mm-hmm. And to get the three points against the London rival and your three points in the Predictions League, yep. there's nothing sweeter than that. I mean, yep. you know, as you know, my life lacks. Thr- it's not exactly a roller coaster ride of thrills these days. No, no, right? same here. Yeah. And that is about as good as it gets. We beat Spurs. One 0 at their place. First ever team to beat them at their new Darth Stadium that they're yeah. so fucking pleased with, right? First Which goal,
2: first goal of concern. First fucking goal there. As well, think, there. Yeah. They didn't yeah. count
1: on that, did they? But they should have done. Still, it felt good. Still it felt they're, good.
2: They're in the semi-final of the Champions League this week, and you're not. Yeah, poor, you know, swings and roundabouts. Who cares?
1: We've got we got fucking lush carpet around the edge of our pitch. They've got fuck all. I don't know what they got round this. But it's not fucking deep, deep pile mate, claret club coloured carpet like we've yeah. got.
2: And you've got Mitty Boy Antonio doing some kind of fucking donkey ride celebration as well, which looked a little bit sexy. I don't
1: mean to. I don't mean to uh, conform to um, you know s- racial stereotypes, but
0: God, well, when he cool. was
1: doing that dance, hmm. he, I took a good look at his crotch. Yep. Yeah. And he seemed to be packing something quite significant underneath his shorts. Oh
2: right, okay. I have not that you, If
1: you slowed the footage, I don't know if you slowed the footage down.
2: Uh, no, no. And Just rewatched it, as it live
1: a, num- a number of times. I, no, no, I have. I
2: didn't and, saw it once. And, um, Why would no, watch it more th- than once?
1: There's no missing it, right? There's a there's something. There's a big fucking party going on in Antonio's shorts.
2: Have you? And everyone's um, invited. Have you? Have you trolled the internet for it as as a gif? That you can put on your phone and then sort of send to people at appropriate times or inappropriate times. Have you done that? I'm
1: making the gift myself. I am the gift. gift I am the gift, as uh, I think the bloke in Breaking Bad once said. (laughs) Is that the quote? I think it's something like that. It
2: might have been. So you're the the gift maker.
1: I'm the gift maker. People often wonder where all these gifts come from. Who looks at footage, spots funny bits, and then turns them into gifts? It's that's you, fucking me, mate.
2: It's you, fucking hell. I hope you all done those Taylor well
1: Swift ones. That's me. I started them.
2: I hope you're getting a few points on each one that gets used, so you're getting a cut of the
1: action. Well, I'm at the moment. I I'll, I'll admit I've sent off. I must have sent off about a thousand letters to people, <laughs> internet users across the globe, <laughs> asking them for what's due to me for the GIF yeah. I created. And the response has been disheartening. But I've got my I've got my brother, Casper Delaney, I, uh, um, attorneys at law yeah. looking into it and uh you know, I feel I feel I feel pretty certain that I will get what's owed to me soon. B-
2: best of luck with that, are you also cutting in the uh copyright holders of the gifts that you're creating and f- then putting f- out? Them.
1: Them? Oi, oh it's their fucking job to pursue me. Oh okay. My job. it's not my job to go to them and go, uh by the way I've been using your copyrighted content. <laughs> Do you want some money? Fuck that. They can fucking catch up with me if they know how. I'm yeah. behind so many fucking uh, internet walls. You know you I'm like that. I'm like that Amazon TV show with Freddie Mercury in it. Mr Robot I think it's called. F- I'm I don't like know what him. That is. All right. You well. you've just
2: you've just admitted to your your gift creation activities though on a a uh, uh, globally heard podcast. So I don't know how many walls you've got now, now that you've done that. Doesn't matter because I'm not editing this mate. bit out.
1: Doesn't matter. Doesn't. I don't leave it in. That, that, I, right. This is an open invite to the authorities, right. to the copyright, Universal, Fox, yeah. Sony Entertainment, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, tine Tees Television, <laughs> uh, Grundig in Australia, who I believe made Sons and Daughters. Yeah. Right. All of you fuckers. Let's have it.
2: Right. Well, this might, is
1: an open invite I might to even... copyright holders around the globe. Um, I have revealed myself as the uh, gif wizard, the man <laughs> that they've been searching for for all these years. That's why, Andy, when you look at me, you you must have wondered over the year or so that we've been doing this podcast mm. that when we do these video link-ups, and occasionally when we do them together in person in the yeah. studio, you... Must have thought to yourself Why does this man's face Look like that of Guy Fawkes The notorious uh, Bonfire man Yeah Well that's not my face mate I'm wearing a Guy Fawkes mask It's to protect <laughs> my identity from you
2: <laughs>
1: And from everyone else
2: Fuck well, you know. Um You just reminded me there When you said Bonfire Man was The little story about my now ex-wife when she was pregnant with our our uh, first child, I think it might have been, and uh, you know, when women are pregnant, they they get a little bit forgetful sometimes. The hormonal mm. imbalance and all that they get. Oh, forgetful. they get
1: really daft, don't they?
2: They're a little bit silly, yeah. yeah. Silly, She'd, yeah. Um, they go around shoplifting and that, not, not realising they're doing oh,
1: it. it. It's a nightmare, yeah.
2: She, she it was coming up to Christmas and she couldn't remember Santa Claus's name, and all she could come <laughs> up with all she could come up with was Christmas man. <laughs>
1: Uh, <laughs> I love that,
2: and I think I think if it had been you know um, fireworks night around the same time, she would have referred to him as bonfire man rather bonfire than guy folks. quite right yeah. as well. Uh, right, so yeah, you got that three points from Spurs West Ham. You did very little else of worth throughout the weekend. I got a point. In I'm,
1: I'm pretty sure I predicted. Oh no, hang on, walls. No. What? Wolves beat Watford
2: didn't they Yeah, Wolves beat Watford Leicester beat Arsenal Manchester United Drew with Chelsea you got a point because you thought Liverpool would beat Huddersfield you said 4-0 yeah. it was 5-0 yeah, in was the five end nil. so um, you haven't done that well you got um, 4 points in total for the weekend I yeah. managed to get 5 points I okay. got Manchester United 1 Chelsea 1 correct and right. another one somewhere uh, result spots on 2 so you're 11 points clear with two rounds of matches to go, you might think that's enough, but bear in mind that we have to uh, predict all ten of the final day's games in the Premier League. Mm. So, so, in actual
1: fact, that's more like we've got three rounds of games. It's
2: like a bonus week, possibly yeah. even
1: four games rounds go, game. Do we usually do half? We do less than half the fixtures usually, don't we? We do five. So it's all, all, we do all, five. Do we, oh, okay. Yeah. All right, so it's a bonus round. So I would have to average, let's say I got nothing. You'd have to get four, mm. four points per round and rely on me getting nothing throughout those. So
2: I think as that's well, that's just for to the, put the, it for in context. The, for the final deers fixes, I think what we should do, we should write down our predictions separately and mm. not show them to each other until after the matches have happened somehow.
1: All right, all right. Let's, and then, uh, and then I, read, I like where you're going with this. Uh, you're trying uh, to up the stakes. And fine. then
2: read them out live on the podcast.
1: We're, yeah, it's fine. Here's another suggestion then. All oh, right, then. Let's have it. Before we make our predictions, this is what we have to do. Mm. We get someone, uh, you know, a third party. Could be mm-hmm. one of our sons, I don't know, right? Yeah. Or we could get a celebrity in.
2: Or solicitor. Like,
1: Jeff Capes, or a solicitor like my brother, would be a really good idea because we know he's beyond reproach morally. Biased. Yeah, well. Right? And um, he blindfolds us, right? Yep. This lawyer, it shouldn't be my brother, you're right. It should be an independent lawyer. I think
2: Jeff Capes and, is probably the best idea.
1: All right. Je- I think he is a lawyer on the side anyway, yep. Jeff Capes. I've certainly used him just mainly for mortgage stuff. But we get Jeff Capes, he blindfolds us, right? Yep. Then he uh spins us around in a circle. But if it's Jeff Capes, I was just gonna say on our feet, but if it's Jeff Capes, he could maybe pick us up above his head be and better. spin us. If he's if he spun style. us round,
2: if he spun us round, we'd probably die.
1: Yeah. Then he throws us on the floor and he starts Ooh. shouting at us through a loud hailer right in our face. Predict! 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 And while we're all dizzy and disorientated, he <clears throat> shouts out fixtures and you have to shout out that that's that's predicting in the danger zone Extreme right? that's predict, how they predict that's how they predict in the s a s mate
2: yeah they're that's trained like they,
1: to do that to predict yeah. in hostile environments
2: do you remember the um the nineteen eighty one siege in the Libyan embassy in London, which I do, the, With yeah. the snooker at the time that's that kind of predicting happened then during that siege rescue it was like throwing them to the ground and getting the terrorists to just predict. With uh, just noise and in fury those days, in their yeah. ears. It was all like Liverpool or Aston Villa. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, know. I
1: don't follow football. <laughs> fucking Liverpool or Aston Villa. i going to blow your brains no. out. I don't. Okay. Right. I think maybe. Uh, <laughs> four,
0: Liverpool
1: 6. <laughs> Liverpool 4 7. What a stupid fucking prediction. Bam, bam. <laughs> 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 That's
2: exactly how it happened. Oh, it yeah. was awful. It was great. Um,
1: yeah, but apparently that the, the orders for them to do that came right from Downing Street. Yeah. Thatcher had said. Yeah. She'd got on the blower to them. Yeah. And she said, I want you to go in. I want you to abseil down the front of the fucking building. <laughs> s- swing in. Throw, throw some smoke bombs. Th- throw some smoke bombs. Pin them to the ground. Secure the hostages. And once you are, know that they are safe, I want you to force them to predict the scores of every one of this week's first division football fixtures. <laughs> Me and Dennis like to do the pulls, you see. And each week we like to think of a different rules or game as to how to make our predictions. Yeah. And Dennis has said, wouldn't it be fun if we forced the Special Air Squadron to break into the Iranian embassy and get the terrorists to do our pools coupon by proxy?
2: Do our bidding.
1: <laughs> six, four, six, four. Sorry, I had to slot him. <laughs> what happened to the terrorists? Well, we had to slot four of them, Mrs Thatcher, <laughs> Prime Minister. What do you mean slot them? <laughs> Uh, slot them, I believe, ma'am, is a a colloquial term used by the armed services for killing. <laughs> oh, I see. Why did you have to slot them? Some of the predictions they were making were <laughs> downright disrespectful, Ridiculous. to be honest, Prime <laughs> <laughs> Minister. They were nothing short of absurd. Well, <laughs> uh, how, how absurd does a prediction have to be for one to warrant death? Well, one of them said that it was... One of them said Spurs versus West Bromwich Albion was going to be 13-12. Then he said, if God willing. I didn't know what he was on about, so I shot him in the shot head. Thirteen
2: twelve. 12 if God willing. Ah! <laughs> I didn't think they were taking the prediction thing seriously, so we had to take immediate action. <laughs> Different times, wasn't it? different times alright
1: so we'll do some of that it says I'll get my best friend Chris Ryan to get involved I could drop him a line That'd and say good. listen yeah, uh, me and Andy because he knows you doesn't he and I'll go right me and Andy are doing some we want to do predicting under extreme SAS circumstances yeah. and conditions yeah. for the final game of the season he'll be like no problem Sam. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about I'll fly in I'll fly in on the chopper where are you doing it where are you doing it Oh, I don't know, we might meet at um, Andy's Premier Inn that he's staying in. <laughs> uh, it's like Southwark way. Right, give me the coordinates, I'll <laughs> land it on the roof if they've got a flat roof, and uh, we'll get to work straight away.
2: Yeah, this is going to be fun. I'll bring fantastic. some of the lads with
1: me. If you want, we'll give you a right fucking kicking. No, 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 that, that won't be necessary, because you don't need to beat us up. Just disorientate us. Yeah, <laughs> maximum. Fine. This- whatever, whatever you want, Sam.
2: This feels like an excellent piece of video content that could be exclusive to the Iron Filing Society subscribers.
1: Yes. Yeah, you know. Chris Ryan, SAS legend Chris Ryan, disorientate Sam and Andy for their final predictions <laughs> face-off. <laughs> oh, my God. If he was in London, I'm not joking, if he was in London, he'd do it. I'm up for it. I fi- I think he's in the state. I'm gonna ch- I'm gonna I'm gonna message him later. I'll I usually send him a little night night message most nights anyway, yeah. so I'll just embellish it this time.
2: I'll come down specially. Oh get what we'll just do the Women's World Cup next month. It can it can do it do us over while we're doing that.
1: SAS predicting yeah. we can get all done up in our military fatigues and stuff. Yeah, I don't great. have
2: any military fatigues. Do you have military yeah, fatigues? Yeah, we'll go there's
1: an army surplus. Near your Premier Inn there's an army surplus shop. Down on All the right. cut, it's probably one of the. Oh, best you sent me you in find. there
2: once for a backpack, and I couldn't actually get yeah. in the door because it's so no. fucking full of stuff. And there was two people in there who seemed to be military enthusiasts who were talking to the fella behind the counter. So <laughs> They're these-
1: both like the guys who run it are like Gareth from the office. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Brilliant! And the, the the only bag he had that would have been suitable was forty nine quid, so I just fucking turned on my heels and left.
1: Oh, sorry, sorry, mate, for no pointing you in that direction. It's a cool shop though, just for a look around. Yeah, if you can, if get if you in. like daggers,
2: if you could get through the fucking door without falling over some bags. But um, you just you just I mentioned the Premier in there that reminded me. I was talking to someone the other day about a plan me and some mates had for my 40th birthday a few years ago which didn't come to fruition sadly we were going to all get together uh, at a premier inn one near a motorway ideally and have a conference which we were going to call Manference and it yes. was going to be me and all of my man friends, and we were going to have, uh, you know, hire one of those conference rooms in a Premier Inn. We were going to have whiteboards and yeah. uh, a, an, an itinerary of different talks and all that kind of yeah. thing. And then for the uh, the keynote speaker, we were going to get Rear Parker Jr. <laughs> oh, because, yeah, because why would no wouldn't one you? No, exactly. You? you don't
1: need it because. That's like, but that's the dream.
2: Yeah,
1: everyone wants it. Have you seen his TED talk? No, I haven't. Best TED talk ever. But do you know what? He, do you know how much? He does much? it on... He, he's, he's done a couple, but the main one I've seen is about digital startups. All right, In a yeah. post-digital startup age. I think that's what it's called. That sounds and ideal. And it's, it's, it's to do with... It's mainly tech stuff, but a lot to do with uh, branding. Mm. Like, you know, the the sort of philosophies behind good branding as Ray Parker Jr. sees it. It's really that, interesting. That
2: sounds ideal for what we would have wanted. Yeah. But do you know what? I, I properly looked into it. Do you know how much Ray Parker Jr.? Costs to hire for an event, or did cost in 2012? What? Twenty thousand pounds, Sam. Fuck that. Couldn't do it. Couldn't afford it. I thought you'd get Rhea Parker Junior for maybe a grand. I and we could yeah, have chipped totally. in.
1: I mean, I've booked. I, you know, sometimes you look into booking celebs. I reckon. Well, you could just go in low. How far down? Did you see his rate card? It's
2: because a twenty it, grand. Yeah. There yeah. Was so a you, card. you just
1: call up. You call up the person. You go. Listen, I've got a grand.
2: Yeah, I never thought and that. I go, was naive
1: back then. You motherfucker. Who do you think we're talking about here? Al <laughs> This ain't no Al Jarrell,
2: motherfucker. <laughs> George Benson? I'll give, give, Con- give you George Benson's fucking number now, and you can fuck <laughs>
1: off and talk to him. Hey, motherfucker. Do you think you got through to Colonel Abrams' agent? <laughs> no, motherfucker. <laughs> this is Ray Parker Jr.'s agent. The fucking 20, Ghostbuster. 20000 bucks. <laughs> Well, can't we meet somewhere in between? Okay. (laughs) $10,000. I can stretch to $1,200. You got yourself a deal, motherfucker. But I can tell you, Ray Parker Jr. is not going to be happy with this when I tell him about it. (laughs) And by the way, in case you're wondering, I can tell you now, categorically... I am not Ray Parker Jr. I am his agent. <laughs> Michael Ray Kennedy Parker Jr. is busy right now. My name is Michael Kennedy. I also represent Roy Keane.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, twenty grand. I never thought. I never thought to haggle. I was. I wasn't media savvy back then, like I am now. But, yeah, you've got to hackle with these people. It's, it's my 50th in a, th- a few years' time, so, you know, it might happen then. Count me in, mate. I, right.
1: I, I'll come to Manfrance and I'll do anything I can to help you book Ray Parker Jr. Right. God willing, Deal. he's still alive.
2: Yeah, well, Colonel Abrams isn't. He died.
1: Well, I can tell you I can get... And Al Jarreau's dead too. Is it um, Shit. Uh, have you ever heard the song by Al Jarreau called... Don- I think it's called Dancing on the Roof. I'll just quickly check.
2: Dad's on the Roof?
1: No, but I think we could definitely get it adapted to that.
2: Get him to it, yeah. Reanimate his corpse.
1: Dancing in the Garden. Oh. I'll tweet it later. It's one of the <laughs> shitting most. Shitting in pecu- the Garden. <laughs> it's one of the most <laughs> peculiar songs. Does anyone want to go shitting in the Garden? He was <laughs> <laughs> a fucking weird bloke, wasn't he, Al yeah, bloody hell.
2: We we so what we could do. Obviously, we can't reanimate his corpse; ethically wrong. But we get could get a hologram. Get they did it that, They did that at Tupac, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, I'm thinking that they'd done it at Roy Orbison. They did it at Les Dawson. All the grits. Yeah. So if we could get a hologram, we could of get Al-Gero. all of them
1: together. A Fucking perverse up. sort of rendition of the Traveling Wilburys. God, yeah. But like so, so it'd be instead of because I I don't really like Bob Dylan. So right. I'd replace Bob Dylan with Les Dawson. Les
2: Dawson, obviously, yeah.
1: And George Harrison, talented guy, but a, what? Wasn't he a misery guts?
2: He was, yeah. He right? Was, he yeah. was
1: a. I mean, great, great guy, I'm sure. But fuck me, you wouldn't want him at a fiftieth birthday party because he's going on about the fucking, <sighs> fucking Dalai Lama and, and transit you know. down
2: meditation and oh, fucking leaping around and yawn. all that.
1: What a yawnathon. It's like, mate. Fucking get get up, do us a, do us a number of fucking here comes the sun, then fuck off because yeah. we're not interested. Yeah. So I would rather have Al Jarreau instead of him.
2: Yeah, we'll do that then. You know, yeah, I mean Man- Manfred's twenty twenty two is already feeling a lot better than Manfred's twenty twelve was going to be. So I'm I'm glad I've got I, this off my chest.
1: I tell you, I tell you, I can definitely get. Who's that? Well, Fuck! It's not the phone over. I tell you, I can definitely get for Who's reals. That? Alexandra O'Neill, can't I?
2: You can, yeah, you've got you've got connections there, yeah. You've him. I've got with him. massive
1: connections with old Alexandra O'Neill. With we him. still ch- we still chat over Twitter and of course I've yeah. performed with him. You've seen gonna, my, at this you point, see my legendary performance yeah, with him, at, haven't you?
2: At this point I'm gonna drop in a little clip of you singing with him.
1: Yeah. I'm fed up because all you ever do is clear your mind
2: Right. No. You oh, Criticize. oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, fucking yeah. hell. There you go. Fucking great. It's what get, that get, is. get him along.
1: A lot of people say that's the definitive version of yeah. Criticise.
2: Do you think you can get mates rates then for Alexander O'Neill?
1: I think, I believe well, we, so. We, we can just I'm bypass, extremely confident.
2: We'll just bypass Ray Parker Jr. altogether.
1: Mm, well, it'd be nice to get them all along, the whole gang.
0: And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Jalapeño.
2: I've got a dad-on-roof story here. Which, oh, great. From Simon Irwin. And he's fucking, he's emailed us twice. He's had the, the chutzpah to say, I sent you this before and you never read it out, you cunts. Here it is again. And I thought, (laughs) who the fuck do you think you are? But then I read it and it's worth it. He's quite right. Uh, He says, you actually replied to his email, but then did nothing about it. But that's all right. Did
1: I say that's a good email?
2: Yeah. Fuck Um, you now. uh, He says, my dad on roof story takes place in the early 90s in East Grinstead when I was about 13 years old. I lived down the road from my mate Alex, who was half Italian. His stepdad and mum's boyfriend was an Italian called Mario. Oh, yeah. He was a nice guy who ran his own pizza restaurant in town. Yeah. Every Saturday morning, Mario would pick me up and take me and Alex to tennis lessons. Often, as soon as he drove away, we'd sack off the lesson and head to see if we Woolworths to spend what little money we had on sweets and chocolates. Quite right. Who right. wants fucking tennis lessons? Jesus. Mm. Uh, he says, then, when the lesson we are meant to be attending had finished, we'd head to his restaurant for free pizza, cola and tiramisu. It was lovely. Life Whoa. was great. You, um, great you've, had, you've had the dream childhood. Yeah. But then he says, suddenly, things changed. One Friday evening, late at night, I was tucked up in bed watching whatever the ITV equivalent of Crime Watch UK was called. It had Paul Ross as the presenter. Paul Ross asked the viewing public if anyone could help police identify this man. CCT footage played out. On screen, a scruffy-looking man burst into a bank with a sawn-off shotgun and he proceeded to rob it. It was fucking Mario! Oh, no. <clears throat> My heart was beating fast and I was in total shock. I struggled to sleep knowing that in the morning Mario, the bank robber, would be arriving to take me to tennis. So next morning, he came to pick me up and I quickly had the chance to tell Alex what I'd seen on TV the night before. He found it extremely funny. And as soon as we got in the car, Alex told Mario in Italian. (laughs) I was sat in the back and Mario looked at me through the rear view mirror and said in broken English something along the lines of In this life, there are three people who look exactly like you. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's I nodded. Not true.
2: I nodded and agreed with him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you I would have gonna, agreed too. Yeah, sure yeah. so you're right, mate. Yeah, one of them you're was on, crime on last night. One of them was yeah. Paul Ross last night robbing a bank. Could have been anyone. Mm. He says, later that day, we went for free pizza, cola and tiramisu, as we'd done many times before. Only this time it would be the last. For a few days later, armed police surrounded their house and raided it. Mario, thankfully, had done a runner. Yeah. <laughs> he says, It wasn't me who tipped the police off, and I hope Mario knew that. No. So there we are.
1: Well, that's very admirable that he didn't grasp him. I don't know what I would have done. I, I like to think I wouldn't have grassed him, but fuck me. You'd have been, no, I definitely wouldn't have. Not after
2: all that free no, pizza
1: and tiramisu. Not the tiramisu
2: you have been bought no. by them.
1: Anyway, it was only armed robbery of a bank. I don't think he killed anyone. He was just trying to um, get a few extra quid on the side, and we could all do with that.
2: Yeah, I mean, robbing I a mean, bank, it's sticking us it to the man, isn't it, really? So It
1: is, yeah. You and me, if we had the balls, we'd be robbing banks and not robbing the counters via yeah. the IFS. Exactly.
2: Exactly. <laughs> We've got we've all got our own types of white collar crime, haven't we? That we enjoy. Some
1: people have a shot some people use a shotgun. You and I use microphones. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's all the same caper, isn't it? Mugging people <laughs> off to try and get a few extra quid in your pocket.
2: <laughs> Keep the money coming and we'll give you a video of us being fucking bullied by Chris Ryan <laughs> yeah. while predicting the Women's World Cup.
1: Shall we quickly talk about this Leeds Villa business?
2: Oh, fuck, I forgot all about that. Yeah, my God. There's so much, so much that went on. Um, where do you well,
1: begin? I, well, I mean, you'll have probably seen it by now, so we don't have to dwell too much on what happened. I suppose we might want to give our thoughts on some of the key characters involved, but cut a long story short, uh, a Villa player went down in uh, it, it was nil-nil, a Villa player went down under a slightly iffy challenge in the centre circle. He seemed in a lot of pain. The Villa other Villa players appealed for Leeds to kick the ball out into touch so they could get a physio on. Um, but then one of the Leeds players looked as if he was going to kick out into touch yeah. and then thought better of it and played a through ball to his mate. <laughs> his mate cut inside and fucking scored <laughs> while all the Villa players and some of his own teammates were saying, come on, mate, don't be a dick. As soon as he scored... Like, one of the Villa players got hold of him and started trying to strangle him. Yeah. And then it all turned into a bit of a melee. Now, after a really long start, and it's one of the most bizarre and controversial incidents in football ever, people are saying. Because it stopped for a very long time. No one knew what to do, including the referee. There was all sort of remonstrations. Someone got sent off because in the ensuing melee one of the Villa players, you know, elbowed one of the Leeds players in the face and wow. so on and did so you, forth. Did
2: you see that though? Because it was Patrick Bamford but that even got elbowed that- in the face apparently and he, there was no contact with his face at all. He was Bamford faking it. went down holding his face like a ponce um, and there was no reason at all for the Villa lad to get sent off. He's now banned for well, three yeah. games. He's now banned for three yes. games. Which covers no, I the think they'll probably,
1: they'll probably recede that, it won't they? It has to be.
2: It has to be rescinded because, because it was just because nothing. It was
1: it because it was unfair anyway because well what happened was after a massive load of fucking pushing and shoving and this and that uh villa kicked off villa kicked off john terry kicked the restart, off and they and they let they let leeds under the instruction of our old friend marco bielsa yeah right they let him they let villa go all the way through and basically score they gave him a free goal which i've never seen before although the funny thing was One of the, uh, I can't remember his name. Was it Janssen? Something like that. Pointless Janssen. This is my
2: favourite bit about the whole thing.
1: Yeah. He took exception to the the instructions that Bielsa had given. (laughs) And even though all of his teammates had said, yeah, fuck it, let them score. (laughs) Then we'll just start again 1-0. He fucking, at the last minute, thought, fuck this, I'm going to tackle him. I don't want it. it. So he made a one-man. What he was proposing to do there... Was literally take on Villa single handed because he tried and failed to tackle the Villa player. But if yeah. he had succeeded, what was his next move? Just put it upfield because his, his other teammates would have let himself. the Villa players come back again and it yeah. would have turned into this weird 11 versus 1 or yeah. 10 versus 1.
2: He would have tried to, he would, They would have just tried to do it again and he would have tried to stop them again. It was just, it, it's in his fucking blood as a defender. You must defend at all times. He wasn't yeah. going to have this thing where this, this fucking edict had been handed down from Bielsa to let them score. No, I will stop goals. It's what I do.
1: Yeah, Hats he couldn't. He was saying, This is bullshit. I yeah. couldn't re, re, re lip read him. This is bullshit. And <laughs> Bielsa was like, Give the goal. Give the goal. <laughs> it was fucking absolute bedlam. And what was the other funny thing? Oh, yeah, the commentators and the pundits, they just did not know because they didn't have a set of easy cliches to lean back yeah. on. For a situation like this, because it was literally a situation that had never happened in the history of televised football. And did they didn't um, know what to do. And I like the bit. I don't know who the co-commentator was, but he was. Um, he had a Midlands accent. Uh, it was. I don't know what ex-pro it was. And he goes, they're trying to analyse it. They, what they did was they got involved <laughs> in a... Sort of a deep dive into moral relativism. It was, yeah. and I felt they were way out of their comfort zone because it's yeah. not. It was, it was deep. Pre- it was philosophical. It was like an undergrad's lecture. It was like an undergraduate lecture, or at least the moral maze on Radio Four with Michael Burke. Because the fucking the Leeds player who scored, I can't remember his name. He suddenly cuts Click. inside, and you think, "Oh my god, what's he doing?" And in the replay. The uh, the the, the pundit, the uh, the co-commentator, goes. Now that bit there, where he cuts it inside, that is where he becomes morally wrong. <laughs> and I thought, well, there's a phrase that I don't think I've heard in commentary before. It He's analysing actual football moves, but from a moral perspective as opposed to a sporting one
2: it was magnificent and then there was a bit as well that we were trying to speculate about what was going to happen there was all the argy-bargy going on on the touchline John Terry was arguing with fucking Bielsa and all this and it, it looked as though Bielsa had said let them score the goal and then the commentator yeah. said yes Bielsa has just gestured to me that that is what is going to happen Bielsa Bullish. looked up at the commentator and done some yeah. kind of fucking gesture yeah. to say hey, yes hey. hey hey English
1: commentator man hey baby we doll. let them have goal I like to keep you in loop the question yeah, I've got about Bielsa, this. When Bielsa and Terry, sorry, just quickly, Bielsa and Terry were having it on the touchline, weren't they? Yeah. That was morally reprehensible. That was morally <laughs> reprehensible. It's just the sort of thing I'd expect from a man like, I've heard about you. I've heard about you going, Yes, yes, that's right, Terry. That's right. I do, your friend. What's his name? The little pussy man. The little girl man, Frank Lampard. Oh, brother, you spy on me. You spy on me. He joked. He tell me you're your best friend. I deal with him now. I deal with you, you motherfucker. <laughs> you're disgusting. You're, you're typical. What? what are you, Argentinian? <laughs> ah, fuck you, English. you disgusting. What you do? You go stick your dick in your best friend's le- woman again? You make me sick. <laughs> A man in <need> moral code. <laughs> the question I I've got you. is... I fuck you like I fuck your friend, Frank Lampard. and <laughs> like you fuck Wayne Bridgewife. You're disgusting man. I spy on you at night.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I read your texts. <laughs> your the sex texts.
2: The question Horrible. I've got, the question I've got is would Bielsa have done that if Leeds had still been in the automatic promotion race? I would I think hope not. not. I, I think
1: not. I I think ultimately mate, it didn't take me long to work out what my position on this was. Yeah. And it's the whole fucking thing is stupid. Leeds had every right to go on and score a goal. Yeah. And the way in which Aston Villa responded was pathetic. And it do you know what it is? And we've talked about this before. It taps in to this completely contrived and pompous and completely ill-founded idea in English sport that we somehow have a moral code that we observe mm. and we do things a certain way. Yeah. Same conversation came up last time, Bielsa. Um, got yep. involved in all that business <laughs> with uh, Frank <laughs> Lampard. Same thing. It's like, like, that's not the way we do things here. You're supposed <laughs> yeah. to kick the ball out. It's like, no, you are not. There is no rule saying you need to do that. You can be asked to. Did the guy have a ha- head injury? No. 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 Had no. he broken? His- I saw it. No. He, went- he, d- he took a tumble.
2: It wasn't a bad he injury, a exactly.
1: Yeah. It wasn't that bad. Like, he wasn't. I- my attitude is you kick the ball out if you think the bloke's in serious trouble. Yeah, exactly. Now, there the bloke so looked like he was some- in a lot of pain, but. If you start kicking the ball out every time that someone goes down, then the opposition can exploit that, can't they? Because yeah. if you've got possession, they think, well, I'll go down and play at like I'm really fucked. And then they'll have to give up possession. The game will restart.
2: Well, four four times yesterday during Sunland versus Portsmouth, at least four times I counted Portsmouth players going down, injured. But then yeah. no physio came on and they were eventually all right. And, you know, yeah. that was happening all through the match. Every time one of the fuckers fell over, the ref gave a foul. Just yeah. you know, just fucking everyone wise up.
1: I mean, it, I think the whole thing is no, you cannot do that, and the, the temerity of those Villa players to think it was all right for them to literally just steam in on the Leeds player, right, yeah. as if it was all like, yeah, well, we're perfectly just like they were all morally outraged. Fuck off, grow up. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like your, your 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 mate got a little bit hurt, and you yeah. are disgusted that the opposition decided to carry on playing. They yeah. are under no obligation to Cameron Plain. And Bielsa, I mean, obviously, I am not going to sit here and criticise one of the greatest thinkers of our or any other generation, which is what I regard Bielsa to be. Of right? course. But in a way, he pandered to it, right? But yeah. then again, like you say, he's being clever because he's like, it made no difference to me. Fucking stupid <laughs> motherfucking Sheffield United get promoted anyway.
2: Good exactly. thing too. Exactly. And I can tell
1: you, you got off the hook there because if Leeds had got that second spot, Sheffield United would have had them in court like fucking like quicker than you could say fucking uh, here Carlos we go. It Tevez. It all comes
2: back to Carlos Tevez again, doesn't it, Sam?
1: They would have done. They would have sued him. They would have been looking at that. United they would have weird. found... They would have sued Leeds for all the that yeah. They would have found an angle. Right, yeah. not, there. Uh, not there. Not there. Not <laughs> there. No, hang on a minute. We're going gonna to have a, have a little bit of a look at exactly how you've conducted yourselves. Let's see all your paperwork. Let's see your admin. This can't be right. we Sheffield <gasps> oh, United. Man. We'll see you in court. Uh, oh, fuckers, I can't it's... wait to go up to Bramall Lane next season. Oh, shit.
2: Have you not played each other since then? You're i tell you I'm
1: taking with me as well. My brother Cass with oh, a full bundle Christ. of legal documents because you have to Fucking go. Hell. They used to say if you're going away, go talled up. If yeah. you go to Sheffield Wednesday, if you go to Sheffield United, go with as much legal documentation as you can get. Cause that's how they like to do things up there. Papers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Take a barrister with you.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, a final word. A tweet from Toby JH earlier on and he just sums it all up really he says Bielsa has single-handedly rattled Frank Lampard and John Turry in his first season in English football something we can all get behind
1: absolutely and right I think that's Bang on mate right. you got that right and <clears throat> fucking I hope and pray that Bielsa and Leeds get promoted I never thought I would say that yeah, exactly Leeds, yeah. are, Leeds are not a particularly likeable club I don't have a particular problem with them but but I just want them to yeah. be in the Premier League. I wanna see Bielsa well, up against like yeah. some of these other men I wanna see Bielsa up against Rafa Benitez, for exactly. example.
2: even, even if leagues don't go up, I would like to see to move on to a Premier League Whoa. club because we need oh, him fucking, testing himself I mean, against the club. As very much best. as
1: I love as much as I love the tree man, fuck me, I'd love to see Bielsa at West Ham.
2: What it happens though? What happens if, if Benitez leaves Newcastle? And they tried to poach Bielsa. Bielsa wouldn't oh. work for Mike Ashley. He'd, f- he'd fucked nah. that off before it even started.
1: Motherfucker, I've been he in was... your shop. It's disgusting. What? Fucking Sports Direct.
2: Sports what, is fuck. my... what is my budget? I've been looking into the working conditions in the warehouse of your Sports Direct people. I do not like it. I'm Bielsa. I might be a bastard, but I'm a fair bastard.
1: <laughs> I never ever make a player... Misses piss break through training, he has to piss himself because he has to carry on doing his fucking bleep test. Disgusting. Man need piss, you let him have piss, then he come back.
2: Yeah, so we won't be also in the Premier League but not at Newcastle. Um, right, that's that's it, Sam. Can I leave you with some uh, News Without News quickly?
1: Yeah, let's do it. There we go.
2: Pig steals camper's beer, gets drunk, starts a fight with a cow. Ten. Parrot arrested after warning drug dealers about police raid. <laughs> Nine. Gynecologist can't believe she has to tell women not to put garlic in their vaginas. Oh, seven. I'm not it's sure. Not, I mean... It's, it, well, it's it's not garlic, is it? It's fanny powder. It's always fanny powder.
1: Yeah, but that's the fanny powder you get from fucking Italy. You know what they're like out there. Everything's no. with garlic. The Italians, the French, the Spanish, the fucking Greeks put olive oil in it. It's disgusting. <laughs> I say to them, it's not a fucking powder anymore, it's a paste.
2: They'll <laughs> never get that through customs, you fucking idiot. The
1: thing about fanny powder is, right, and this is an EU regulation, it's got to be bone dry, or you cannot <laughs> call it fanny powder.
2: Bone Once fucking dry. What's garlic in it, it's fucked.
1: You get moisture in.
2: That's why it comes over in the crates, so it doesn't get any <laughs> atmospheric moisture into it. All right, yeah, Do you know what
1: someone to- reminded me of on Twitter the other day is that what? that person whom we might call John Fanny Powder, the yeah. man who we, you know, impersonate doing Fanny Powder deals yeah. at the docks. Yeah. Can you remember who that actually is? It's the King owner of fanny Fulham. It's, the it's the owner or, of Fulham. It's owner of Fulham Sh- Football Club. Sh-
2: Shaheed Khan, I believe he's called. Yeah, that's
1: who he is. <laughs> the big fucking <laughs> he curly dr- moustache.
2: He's yeah. an American
1: man of Indian descent. <laughs>
2: He was trying to buy Wembley yeah, Stadium. Well, you know,
1: but he was tr- by, by way of Manchester. You know, I mean, yeah. you know, uh, my dad was a young, Yeah, my <laughs> mum, she was from, uh, you know, she was from India somewhere over. I'd never been there myself, uh, but I spent most of my upbringing, you know, in Manchester, and that's when I got into the fanny <laughs> powder racket.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's him. He he, he just uh, attempted to buy Wembley and fucked it off. That was when he was introduced into yeah. the podcast. We're back tomorrow with the the meal bag and all that. ta See ya.